Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Good morning, everybody. It started with a thought. Let's take a look in the Bible at Mark chapter 5, 521. It says this, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders, named Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. I mean, I can't imagine that. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. I want to point out that certain situations will make your position irrelevant. Certain situations will make it not matter that they call you a CEO or a leader. When there's no peace in your home, there's really no position on your job that can make you feel good about your life. So, that issue that was happening in Jairus' home brought him to a low place, even though he occupied a high position. Now, a synagogue ruler wasn't just somebody who stood and attended. It was someone who actually had some influence. Yet he finds himself at the feet of this rabbi, this radical teacher, this healer, and he wants to know, will you help me with this issue? Now, beacons are short, so we have to move fast. But some of us have completely had our positions upended over the course of the last several months. We find ourselves in a place we never thought we'd be. For Jairus, it was at Jesus' feet. That position of desperation, of course, shouldn't be unfamiliar to us. But Jairus encountered something that made his position irrelevant. He did not announce himself by his title. He demonstrated his desperation by bringing his issue to the only one he thought had the ability to fix it. I wonder if God has brought you to that place in this season of your life, where the things you used to try are no longer relieving the trouble anymore. Jairus came to Jesus, which in itself is a miracle. It's a miracle that he could get to Jesus because Jesus was just so popular. This is the miracle Mark is highlighting in the text. Yet, there is an interruption to the miracle that forms my main point for this beacon today. The reason I stop to point that out is sometimes that miracles happen in the middle of the other things you think are more important. Have you ever noticed that? So Jairus is asking Jesus to come and do something at his house. On the way, he gets interrupted. And now the thing he gets interrupted by becomes the main point of what Mark writes. Luke wrote it too. Matthew also. Mark is classifying this miracle on the basis of action. The Bible says, A large crowd followed and pressed around Jesus, and a woman was there. Here we go. I want to talk to you about this woman. You ask, what's her name? Well, I would tell you if Mark told me. I'd tell you if Matthew told me. But Matthew didn't tell us. He Neither did Luke, to be honest. Luke didn't care to mention her name. But what we do know is that she'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She is identified by her issue. 
Doesn't it suck sometimes to be identified by your issue? She comes up to Jesus and she's bleeding all over the place. You couldn't see where she was bleeding, of course. Nobody sees where you're bleeding. That's a lonely feeling. Nobody sees what dominates and depresses you. They see what you show them and your feed is clean. They don't see where you're bleeding. If you walk up bleeding from your nose, I have tissues for that. If you walk up with blood on your face, it's going to cause me to stop in my tracks. But she was bleeding in a place no one could see. Where you are bleeding, no one sees. Where you are hurting, no one sees. And no one's really heard about. Even though you might generalise those places by saying, you know, just pray for me, I need some financial breakthrough. Really, the issue isn't that you need a financial breakthrough. It's that you don't even feel like a person anymore because you've lost your ability to provide. And if you can't even provide for your family, what good are you? You are bleeding, not financially. You're bleeding on the inside. I'm bleeding and no one sees it. Now, are you ready for this? Jesus did not see this woman, but he felt her presence. It said, a large crowd followed and pressed around him and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. Isn't it crazy how some of the ways you try to feel better make you that much worse in the end? Have you ever done something to feel better but found out it actually made it worse? Have you ever ate something to feel better and you felt better for like five minutes? But about three in the morning you're running to the loo? Talk about it feeling good. It fixed it for just a minute. You've been doing some things that fixed it for a minute. The Bible doesn't say she never felt better. The Bible says she didn't get better. I wonder if in this time of our lives, this time of trouble and transition and trauma and secret bleeding, if some of us are running to places where we are spending our energy and giving our attention to things that promise to make it better, but end up making it worse. Sometimes what we think is better based on a point of reference that has no grounding in reality. Only in retrospect do you see the connection. The connection between you breaking your experience and the blessing God had in mind. The connection between the loneliness you feel and the intimacy that was developed in that loneliness. You don't usually see these connections until later. This woman had made a connection. A bit like a computer or your phone when you suddenly get Wi-Fi. She asked, she, she accessed his power when she touched his cloak. Why did her bleeding stop though? I guess you could say it was when she made a connection with Jesus. But I think we miss something if that's where we stop. I always thought her healing started when she touched his cloak. But in verse 28 we find out the bleeding stopped because she thought. It's not stronger than me. I can stop it with a thought, with faith and belief in Jesus. Brothers and sisters, you are not your issue. 
See, we've been going through what we've been going through so long, we think the issue is us. But we can stop it with a thought. I mean, you know, right now, the darkness that has overwhelmed you, you can stop it with a thought. Now, this woman did not get healed because she just thought. She got healed when she touched. But she only touched because she thought. It started with that thought, with her mind. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me, how he healed me, how he reached down and rescued me. You can stop it with a thought. The gates of hell will not prevail one thought about God. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I also worked out that thoughts are optional. I might have a thought, but I don't have to let the thought have me. I don't have to think like this, live like this, bleed like this. I don't have to die like this. Think of all the ways he made. Think of all the things he did. We are one thought away from joy. One thought away from healing. Thoughts are optional. Can I tell you how I know? The woman said, if I touch him, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Once you get over the fact that other people's opinions are not limits, they are merely suggestions. Contrary to what parents told you, you don't have to eat everything on your plate. You don't have to believe everything in your brain. The thought is optional. Because this woman thought, she touched. And because she touched, the bleeding stopped. But what is slightly crazy here is instead of getting back on the road to get Jairus's daughter, the one who was more important, Jesus stopped. And in scripture, we kind of see the first instance of contact tracing. The Bible says Jesus stopped, so her bleeding stopped. Jesus stopped and he released power. There's power in a thought. She thought, she touched, and Jesus said, I felt that. It started with a thought. Feelings start with thoughts. So the next time you wonder when you're in a bad mood or something like that, like, oh my, it's like the weather's just changed on the inside. What's happened? Do some contract tracing with your thoughts. Start looking and thinking and talking and having thoughts about the one who is there, who is always there. He is there 24-7. He is there 365 days a year. He does not have a day off. Talk to him. Because Jesus is the only way. And you know, I have to admit, some sunny days make me depressed because I think I want to go outside and I have to be working inside. Or rainy days sometimes make me depressed because I don't really want to get wet. But you know what? I remember this. I'm not what my brain is telling me. I am who God has made me.
My brain tells me I'll never amount to anything. My brain tells me I'm not very good at on playing the guitar. My brain tells me I can't run. My brain tells me I'm way overweight and I can't lose weight. My brain tells me you were a terrible husband the first time round. Why are you going to be better this way? But what I know and what I've come to know is that I am a child of God. I am blessed enough to have a Father in Heaven who will take all of what I've done wrong in my life and wipe that slate clean. My thoughts tell me why I don't deserve it. But God tells me it is finished. Bless you all. Hope you have a really great day. Coach House Beacons. The Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.